there, I'm Erin Kraber. I'm a marketing professional with a passion for building a community of industry-leading women navigating careers and motherhood at the same time. Every week, I'll be sharing tips and tricks to help women grow their local businesses, build their personal brands, and be leaders in their communities, and sharing the stories of women who make it happen while keeping the kids healthy and the house still standing. This is a place for honest conversations among women about business and motherhood. Welcome to Motherhood Merged. Hi there, and welcome into this episode of the Motherhood Merged podcast. I'm your host, Erin Kraber. I'm a marketing strategist turned small business owner on a mission to create a community of women who are busy balancing career goals with family goals. Uh, Actually, if you followed me for any amount of time, you already know that I despise the word balance. Don't know why I used it there and don't even want to say that anyone should be balancing the two. I think it's more realistic to strive for integration because all the many responsibilities weighing on us at any one time will just never be equal. Sometimes family takes up more focused attention and other times it's a work project that has to go on the front burner. Neither is wrong, so I'm here to spread the message about integration and proportion in a way that works best for you. And it feels much better to me when I say that. I realized that lately I've been spending more time talking about topics like productivity, goal setting, and strategy. Definitely important topics and highly relevant to the career shift that I've made recently. I'm an action taker by nature, a doer who likes to check tasks off the list. So it's really easy for me to talk actionable tips and to mentor from a place of experience. But the other side to this productivity coin is rest. We're not machines, we're all human beings. And while multitasking and checking items off the to-do list feels really good to many of us, we need periods of rest built into our daily lives. I'm not even gonna lie, resting takes work for me. I used to absolutely suck at it, and most certainly before kids, when I was solely focused on climbing the career ladder, it likely didn't even register as a need. I'm not sure I quite even understood the difference between sleep and rest. Now, I've always been great at sleeping. In fact, it's one of my very favorite things to do. Sleep is necessary for your physical body. The act of sleeping, even for short periods of time, allows your body's nervous system to relax and cells to repair themselves and regenerate. It's a physical need to shut your body down and recharge. Rest is a more conscious state of being. You can rest without sleep. According to the National Sleep Institute, sleep is different from rest. When you rest, your body relaxes and undergoes some changes that sleep brings It's not an either-or proposition between sleep and rest because both are necessary to your physical, emotional, and mental well-being. And if that's true, why is integrating rest as a part of a regular routine so difficult to manage for some of us? There is a lot to be said about this, I'm using air quotes here, plugged in and hustle culture we are living in. There are a lot of distractions in this digital world and always something or someone requiring our attention. 
And this increases exponentially if you have multiple children, own your own business, manage a high-stress workload, or some combination of all the above. Part of my own personal development journey over the last few years, really the last two years I'll say, has been focused on mindset, on identifying areas where I'm unconsciously preventing myself from reaching a goal, or even just blocking myself from moving forward in a particular area. Rest is one of those areas. I've been unwilling to give myself a break or allow myself to take a moment and be without guilt while I do something for myself. If there was a book called Rest for Dummies, I would buy it. And maybe there is, I don't even know. What I know is that I've been encouraged to rest, to take time for myself in different forms, but my mind just doesn't like to get behind it a lot of the time. I've come a long way, but I can trace this resistance to the idea of rest back to a few myths I've believed or been taught. A certain level of resistance to the self-care culture and even tied to another thing I have learned I absolutely suck at, which is having boundaries for myself. And maybe these will resonate with you as well. Here are three myths I found myself believing about the idea of rest and what will happen if I give in and take a break. The first myth is that rest equals lazy. The idea of rest brings up this image of me sitting on the couch, eating ice cream, and staring mindlessly at the TV while laundry is piled up around me, dishes are overflowing, my email inbox is at a million, the kids are fighting, do I really need to go on? I can feel my blood pressure rising even as I talk about it. If I step away or hit the pause button, all this will still be waiting for me, so why even bother? That's something a lazy person would do, someone who doesn't have goals or standards. Now I'm not exactly sure when lazy became the opposite of productive. But it's something I heard a lot growing up, that lazy is the opposite of driven or productive or successful, and it's a permanent state of being. Either you are or you aren't. There's no in-between. Lazy is defined as being unwilling to work or expend energy. That's a fact, not a myth. But the myth is that it's all or nothing. In fact, you are guaranteed to have periods of low energy times of the day or week or month or year when it's necessary to give less in order to feel better. For women, it's even biological and tied to our monthly hormonal cycles. I've learned that I can stay in bed for 10 extra minutes or escape the office for a lunch date or choose to read a book over folding laundry and everything will still be there and nothing goes to hell if I'm not devoting 100% of my energy and focus to it. Lazy is a word. It's not a state of being or a box to be placed into. Myth number two is that there must be an underlying cause. So tell me if this situation has ever happened to you. You're feeling the pull to take a break from whatever it is that you're doing. So you close your eyes for a few minutes, lay down on the couch or the bed with the intent of just resting your eyes. And two hours later, you wake up from a deep sleep. The kind where you wake up disoriented and confused and you immediately run through the checklist of things that might be wrong with you that would lead you to have fallen asleep. 
Are you sick? Do you have a headache? Do you have COVID? But here is the fact that's often hard to rationalize. You might just be tired. Why does there even have to be a justification for needing or wanting to rest? You can literally just be tired. End of. That's it. I've heard it said many times that busy isn't a badge of honor and that there aren't any awards for who is the busiest or who struggled the most on the journey to accomplishing whatever it is that's being accomplished. You can be mentally tired, emotionally tired, physically tired, just because. Myth number three, I really think is a big one. You can't. I'll say to this what I say to my children when they tell me that they can't do something that is clearly within their capabilities. You can, you're just choosing not to. Whatever your reason is for saying you can't rest, in your mind it's justified and valid. And I'm not here to tell you it's okay to drop everything and take a nap every day, but you do have the ability to prioritize your time differently based on the day or week or month And rest can look different for every person and at different times. I once had a boss who was very adamant that everyone used their vacation time. That was his definition of rest. He would go so far as to walk around and ask you about your vacation plans if you hadn't used any after a period of time. And I found this so odd. Who had time to be gone for weeks at a time? Who would do the work if I didn't? This mindset of having to justify every rest period led to feelings of resentment and ultimately burnout. And now my answer is very different. Me, I have time to be away from the office. Go in an hour later one day a week. Adopt summer Fridays where you leave at noon every other Friday. Or dedicate the kids' spring break week to actually being away with your kids. You can if you want to, and that's the truth. I've learned I come by this mindset honestly. Both of my parents are guilty of teaching and still perpetuating all three of these myths I share. Just recently, we were all together for my niece's first birthday party at my brother's house in Illinois. And someone made a joke about me being able to jet out of town on the weekends because I'm my own boss now. It was funny, um, but the irony of that comment is that my dad is also his own boss, and yet He spends the majority of his waking hours, even on nights and weekends and holidays, at work. And my mother changed jobs a few years ago, and when she left, she had eight weeks of mostly unused vacation time accumulated. I can't is her mantra nearly every time we talk about taking a vacation day for any reason. She felt guilty taking Friday off to travel the five hours to visit with her children and grandchildren, who she doesn't really get to see that often. This stuff is a learned behavior. The generation that I'm a part of is facing extreme burnout and decision fatigue, among other mental health crises. Making time for rest is just one small way to combat some of these issues. Rest is a form of self-care, but it doesn't have to equate to spa days or an expense of any kind. And it also doesn't have to be as formal as a meditation or gratitude practice. And if those are things that you enjoy and are restful to you, by all means go for it. 
But if not, if those are intimidating or they feel stressful to you, there are plenty of other ways. I got to learn a little about this in my interview with Justine Sones, where we talked about boundaries as a form of self-care. I had a few light bulb moments after that conversation, so if you'd like to listen, you can find that in episode 39 of the Motherhood Merged podcast. We have to make time for mental rest, physical rest, and emotional rest in whatever way feels best to you in your life. Find ways to unplug and unwind for five minutes, five hours, or five days. And like I said early on, I fully admit that I suck at resting. It's still not always top of mind. Someone often has to suggest it before I give in, but my baskets of unfolded laundry and messy kitchen island show that I'm working on it. I enjoy quiet time on my porch swing, I read every night, and sometimes I even love a good couch nap on an NFL football Sunday. I'm a work in progress. So here's my challenge to you. How can you normalize rest and integrate it into your life when you need it most? What myths or stories are you telling yourself that keep you pushing forward when you should be putting on the brakes? Thanks for joining me for this episode today. I often share what I need to hear most, so this is a good reminder to myself to not ignore the need for rest. I'm adjusting to a whole new lifestyle as a retail business owner. The kids are working out their summer schedules without school, and my husband is doing a lot of travel for his job. Going 100 miles an hour all day every day is not sustainable, and it's not even necessary. A mentor of mine told me that rest is not a luxury, it's a necessity. And that's what I have to tell myself instead of these three myths I shared today. And I really hope that this is helpful for you as well. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Motherhood Merge. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I loved putting it together to share. If you want to know when a new episode drops, be sure to subscribe on the platform of your choice so the newest episodes are automatically queued up and ready to enjoy. I do have one small favor to ask. It will only take a minute and it will help this podcast grow and get in front of more women who need my brand of support. I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a five-star review and share this episode with a friend. Tag me on social at Aaron underscore Kraber with your feedback and I'll be sure to shout you out in return. Oh,